0: Hi, and welcome back to the Web Piano Teacher Artist Series Podcast, where we pick an artist, pick one of their albums, and then break down the whole album song by song. So we are finally doing Billy Joel.
1: Woo, my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite.
0: You know, I'll admit I didn't, I knew a lot of Billy Joel songs, but I didn't really like, no, no, Uh their songs. So it's been a fun journey. So we, we did pick the Stranger album. Oh, yeah. It was released in September of 1977, so it's 45 oh, years gosh. old this month.
1: Man, I was four years old, I guess.
0: <laughs> so now I've already did the math and figured out how old you are. <laughs> yeah. But the songs are timeless. Uh, I've been listening to it with my 9 and 10-year-olds in the car. They love it. It's yeah, they new love it. and fresh Absolutely. to them. Love it. So we're going to dive in here on track number one. It's Moving Out, Anthony's song. Sean's going to play and perform it. And then we just want to talk to you guys about the music, all the (laughs) exciting things, and invite you into the story that the music is telling and hope to inspire you guys to hear the song in a new way, love the song in a new way, and maybe even inspire you to play the songs. So, Sean, why don't you play Moving Out? Let's
1: see if I can do it. All right.
2: She said, Sonny, move out to the country I've been working too hard, can't give you a heart attack You ought to know by now Who needs a house out in Hackensack? Is that all you get for your money? And it seems such a waste of time That's what it's all about Mama, if that's moving up, then I He's a bartender the crazy my 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 mind you ought to know by now you can pay uncle sam with the overtime is that all you get for your money and if that's what you have
0: good
1: all right not perfect but
0: maybe you should quit your day job and become a Billy Joel impersonator I've
1: always thought that would be really fun to do you know Billy Joel maybe even some Elton John too but that would be all I would need you know
0: (laughs) could you throw in a little uh Harry Connick Jr. for me no (laughs) what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's awesome I know he is awesome (laughs) I didn't watch it but it you know, YouTube, like the algorithms in all my research. Yeah. So it did uh, pull up or like it showed me a video of um, Billy Joel and Harry Connick Jr. performing together. Okay. I didn't watch it because <laughs> I'm like, algorithms, you don't know me. So somehow they do. Yeah, they did know me, but I wasn't going to perpetuate it. <laughs>
1: So, I should watch
0: out. No. <laughs> no.
1: All right. So, uh, the
0: Stranger album was Billy Joel's first commercially successful album. So, he had three albums prior.
1: That's hard to believe because there was like, I mean, that one's like, boom, you know? <laughs> You're not just working. I mean, you know,
0: it's hard to believe because we look at these songs in the context of his entire career. Yeah. And you think other albums prior to The Stranger had. Some of the biggest hit songs on it. I mean, Piano okay. Man. What else? I, yeah. Other songs but they hit like really one love. or something. Yeah, but maybe the ratio is like, you know, one out of every three songs is like a hit. Uh-huh. And sometimes the way these things work is it's like, oh, maybe the Stranger album came on the scene with such a big commercial hit played on the radio, and then people went backwards. Mm-hmm into his okay. work, and then those other songs became a hit. Yeah. Like Elton John, Tiny Dancer.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Was absolutely not a hit. Until. Until it was on Almost Famous. Yeah. And then it became a hit <laughs> song. Um, so anyway, I think maybe people like went back. But okay. I I think what's kind of cool about listening to this album in the context of the history of his career and his life which his life is his career mm-hmm. and his career is his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of see in his songwriting style, like I, I feel like this is like, you know, the top of the bell curve for him. Okay. And it's like all these songs that he'd been like kind of struggling, the emotions and, and the life struggles that he had had. He put that into his music. Yeah, certainly. Um, and you see just, like, I think the apex of his, like, creativity sure. coming. And this yeah. was the first album, too, that sort of, I think, had its best flow mm-hmm. as an album as a whole. And then after this album, you can see he's hit mega artist status, and his albums change. They're a little more conceptual, a little more yeah. creative. He's adding a lot more different more freedom. things. Yeah. and. It's interesting in an interview I saw the Stranger album is not his favorite album. Okay. You know,
1: <laughs> it's one of mine, maybe my favorite.
0: He said Nylon Curtain is his favorite. Okay. But I think for him what when he says it's his favorite, it's it's the process he got to go through in putting yeah. the album together. So I can I can see that. And the life he was living when he was doing this album. Yeah. You know, it was like the the worst part of his marriage, and
1: yeah, well, you get a lot of good songs out of he said that kind he of stuff. actually <laughs> said that
0: that he worked through a lot of emotional well, it, issues. It
1: was like you know the Fleetwood Mac album we did, yeah, the podcast. They had out of that turmoil came some really great music. True, <clears throat> true story, mm-hmm.
0: and we'll we'll get more into that with some of his other songs because he is the lyrically he is the master of boiling down. Or getting right to the crux of human nature. Mm-hmm. So he tells these stories like this song yeah. about a guy named Anthony who walking down the street and just noticing his neighborhood. and But it's Anthony's thoughts on people that like upward mobility of middle class, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But we relate to that. Oh, we sure. know that feeling because we have felt that feeling either about ourselves or people about us, or us about other people.
1: Yeah, so I don't know about, you know, females, but I know as a, as a young man, all men go through that, where you're coming of age, and you're you are not quite an adult, but you you think you are, or you know you are, and you want some independence, and you just feel like, you know, taking on the world and standing up for things, and uh, that's just the picture I get here with, with Anthony. And, you know, a lot of times songs will have a hook or something, and that's what makes them stay in your mind or whatever, but this song, you know, has some hooks in it, but the story again, is what really we identify with. And I remember feeling like this as a young man and having, you know, you know, just against society or this, this idea that we're going to do what we're going to do. We're, we're going to take charge of our own life, you know, and do these things. And
0: looking at someone else's life and deciding. Uh-huh. Oh, it seems such a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I see the ironies talking about this character. He worked his whole life to buy the Cadillac. Yeah. And then he broke his back, so he can't even drive it. So all he does is polish the fender.
1: Yeah. So he's look, you know, looking at the world through his 18-year-old eyes, I guess, or oh, whatever. We um, won't
0: hold it against <laughs> him. You know? We've all looked at, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of, I don't know, you just remember that time period when you felt that way. And it's just kind of cool to travel back. And it works for kids today, as well as, you know, when I was a young man, and because we all have the same struggles uh, growing up and experiences, I think. So I love the the story of it, and he's he's a great storyteller. He can do it in a few words, but he can also do it with crafty lyrics, crafty rhymes that are just, oh, that's cool how he did that. Um, I mean, and, even
0: if you don't know what the song is saying, you uh-huh. will come back to listening to the song just to be able to say, heart attack, gack, gack, yeah. gack, gack, gack,
1: Uh-huh.
0: I, I mean, it's just so fun.
1: Yeah, and Mr. Cacciatore's down on Sullivan. Where are you going to fit that in a song? But he does it, here because he's the also the one doing the music. So they kind of come together, you know, at the same time. Um, looking at the music part of it, uh, Billy Joel, of course, is one of the most talented so- songwriters ever, one of the greatest singers ever, um, one of the greatest performers and entertainers. I've, saw, I've seen him in concert. Uh, but he is also, to me, a composer. He's not just a songwriter. He's a composer. Okay, there can are, you
0: explain what... How, what it- is the hmm. difference to you between a composer and a songwriter?
1: Okay, a songwriter would do this. Sergeant
0: O'Leary
2: is walking the beat
1: But Billy Joel does this. And then he adds this. So if I go through one of the one of the time the things he has in okay. this, he has this main riff. He doesn't have just just a bass, guitar, going, but a bass line not only a bass line that works but it's cool it's a melody it's a melody that you sing so you have that that's the first thing the second layer is the staccato in the, the right hand the little on top and then you also you, you get that feeling of anticipation just from that staccato okay and then the third thing is you have da, 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 da. The vocal melody counts as another, a third melody. And then you have one more on top of that, which is... The, 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 I don't have three hands, so I can't play all. <laughs> the uh, saxophones, is that what it is? Yeah, that come on top, they are a fourth layer. And so this or is... Or the guitars. Yeah, or the electric guitar, guitars. whatever is doing. I can't remember a saxophone, electric guitar, but whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's a duet. They're between saxophones, I think. But that is as complicated as a Bach fugue would get, a four-voice fugue. You know, th- four melodies go- going on at one time is really what you have. Now this, I guess this is not exactly a melody, but you still have four different layers going on at once, and they all work together, and it's uh, just really cool. He has that going underneath, and then he has this neat melody on top with neat lyrics that create a mood in a story, and I just never get tired of it.
0: No. I mean, it's why... People listen to Bach or Beethoven.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> how many years after? The, yeah. You know, right, like.
1: Right. <laughs> and I love how he, uh, some of the interviews that I overheard you listening to, you know, Billy really loves Beethoven. That's like his favorite composer. Yes. Because he was, what did he say about him?
0: Uh, that he works in fits and spurts.
1: Yeah. So he, he, struggled he struggled with his writing, you know, scratch stuff out and then start again. And um, really, you know, uh, crafting what he was doing. And I guess, you know, Billy Joel does this did the same thing when he wrote his songs. Um, but I, I find a lot of similarities and we'll get into those with some of the Whoa. other songs. But
0: I feel uh, like this song is really the epitome too of like him as a musical person, but like a normal person. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, at least for me, because I'm not classically trained or anything. So I sort of have <clears> this <throat> opinion of what I thought. People who are into classical music and classically trained and, you know, really go for it with their life. Yeah. <laughs> and we're a certain way. Uh-huh. And then I met you and I'm like, well, you're pretty normal. I mean, for <laughs> the most part, you know, yeah. like you like superheroes and stupid TV shows. Yeah. And, you know, you just kind of coming off too so good here. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you just think like there's this like yeah. upper level of like. Yeah. So he did take piano lessons. So his dad, Billy Joel's dad, is class uh-huh. was classically trained pianist. Okay. And his story is super interesting. I think we'll get into that in later. All right. Uh, in connection with yeah. later songs. Uh, but he his dad played piano all the time. And Billy Joel, some of his earliest memories, and I'm talking like two years old around that age or earlier, which the earlier your memories are, the more advanced I think you're – Intelligences. okay um so anyway he would lay on the floor and just listen to this music that his dad would play Beethoven Bach uh-huh. Tchaikovsky all the yeah all the people and just be like he just said he remembers being just like enveloped like enthralled by the music yeah and just needing more of it and then his mother, who wasn't necessarily classically trained or anything, just loved music and allowed it to go on in her house all the time, which I'll tell you is a, <laughs> it's a commitment to yeah. allow it to go on all the time. Yeah. And you can't
1: not listen to it.
0: Yeah. So she was also playing records, c- country music, classical music, Broadway, show tunes, jazz. They didn't have a lot of records, but... They had a lot of genres Mm -hmm. and that was just his language from his earliest memories is the language of music. And I think when I hear that, that he was like loves Broadway show tunes growing up and like the jazz standards and the crooners. And then also getting this education in classical music. And then being, like, relentlessly bullied for it. Mm-hmm. So what he did was then he went and took... So the, the piano teacher also taught ballet lessons. Oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah. when he would go to the piano teacher's house, the kids in the neighborhood would be, oh. like, making yeah. fun of him for going to do ballet lessons. Yeah. So he takes up boxing, and he becomes a fighter, you know, like... Okay. ...to defend himself. I mean, and then he was, like, a pretty good boxer, I think. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why his nose is kind of a funny <laughs> shape. Because he got... Punched out or something. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so I just feel like, okay, now I know this piece of his history. And I feel like I hear it in this song. Mm -hmm. Now I know why he's a punk kid walking down the street with (laughs) attitude about everything that he sees. Because everything he experienced, you know, kind of came back on him.
1: Yeah. Well, his talent to me, um, and I'm kind of in a unique place here because people that are, Classical musicians tend to not really listen to rock and roll and pop and, and all that other stuff. They tend to just be classical people. Maybe they dab, you know, but they, they tend to be that side. Or if they, you know, play Billy, Jill, Nelson, John, whatever, they tend to not ever play any classical. They don't want anything to do with it. They don't hate it, but that's just not what they do. Right. So I'm kind of have my, my feet in both camps. I grew up, you know, classical kind of went all the way in that. And then later in life, I kind of, you know, started doing the web piano teacher thing and learning all these other songs that I love. So I'm kind of been in both groups. And I've studied Beethoven. I've studied uh, scores and and the the genius of Bach and all of that stuff. And I can see that. Uh, but to me, um, Billy Joe's talent is no less. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna get criticism for this probably, but Billy Joe's talent is to me is no less than Beethoven's talent.
0: I don't think you're gonna get criticism yeah. from the people listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: and I'm not trying to discount Beethoven. Um, you know, the stuff that that Billy Joe did, you know, Beethoven can't do, like the singing. Beethoven couldn't sing. He couldn't write. He tried to write songs and opera, but he couldn't. Uh, and so, you know, Billy Joel had made the comment one time. He said he's never forgiven himself for being Beethoven. For not being Beethoven, he doesn't need Beethoven. to be Beethoven. He's he's Billy Joel. He the things that he does, no one else can do. Even these great iconic classical composers, their talent is no less than. And I'm I'm saying that honestly and fully. I agree, no less the what he did writing a song that's three minutes long and is amazing and uh, has all these parts in it and tells a story that's. That's takes a that, lot of yeah, time to a, do that.
0: Yeah, a song in three minutes that has a complete musical arc yeah, and tells a complete story and has catchy lyrics that make you come back, you know, that, that are going to get stuck in your head. Yeah. And he does all of that, I'm not going to say without trying, because I think he relates to Beethoven so much because there's a great interview where he's talking about Beethoven and how he worked and that you could literally tell in the, in some of his sheets uh, that he hand wrote that, you know, there were scratches and yeah. he would write so hard that it it tore holes in the pages and just yeah. you could just kind of, like, see his yeah. frustration of trying to work these songs out. So I, I believe Billy Joel relates to that because that's also how he works. Yeah. But when I say he didn't try to write a hit song, he never sat down to try and write a hit song. It never
1: works, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, unless you're whatever. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> but he said he never tried to sit down and write a hit song. That he would start with, he would get an idea for a melody and a chord structure and a rhythm around it. And mm-hmm. then he would just kind of play it and play it and play it, kind of form, formulate the story of the music. And then he would say, what is this music? What story is trying to come out of this music? Mm-hmm. What attitude am I feeling from this music? and then start crafting a story in words out yeah. of that. And one of his earliest memories he said, he was actually a <coughs> super shy kid. And whoever he was doing the interview with, I mean he was like, yeah, no you won't believe it, but I was actually really shy until he realized the the piano could do all the talking for him. There's a funny story. He was like in he was in 3rd grade mm-hmm. and he was obsessed with Elvis. Who probably wasn't obsessed with Elvis at that time. Oh yeah. And there was a piano in their, like, lunchroom. Mm -hmm. So he went over and he started playing Hound Dog. And all the fourth grade girls started screaming. And for him, he was like, and he goes, he didn't even really, like, care about girls or, like, know that that was. But he was like, whoa. (laughs) I used to do that. I did that. (laughs) (laughs) I did. You probably did it with a (laughs) a Billy Joel song.
1: (laughs) I don't even remember. Anyway, Yeah. But um, I wanted to touch too on, you know, just the songs that he wrote. Um, if you put on a you know any album of the Almond Brothers, let's just say, and you listen to it, you have to listen to it. And go, uh, I see what song is that? What song is that? Because you know you have a sound that's that's their sound. But for Billy Joel, each song is its own special planet, its own special world. Yeah. And you know he 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 wasn't in like Elton John in a sense that. Elton playing, always sounds like Elton, but he, he's country, he's rock, he's blues, he's Jerry Lee Lewis, he's this, but it's always Elton sounding. Billy Joel would become this, whatever yeah. the mood was for this song. He would become this, and he would change his voice even to match, so much so that I'm listening to it and go, is that still Billy Joel? Did we change albums? But it's, it's yeah. still him. But he would change his voice to match that mood and that style of that song. To me, that's amazing. He's kind of like a musical shape
0: that one? For the Longest Time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think that's the title, is it?
1: Yeah, For the Longest Time.
0: Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, where <laughs> he literally transforms himself into, a, like, Frankie Valli. Yeah. And you can hear it. Because I don't think his natural voice is to be like.
1: No. In fact, wh- who knows what his natural voice is like? <laughs> Cause he's
0: you know he doesn't like his natural <laughs> voice? He said he he doesn't <laughs> think he's a great singer.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. Maybe
0: he does now, but in his <laughs> early years. Yeah. He didn't think he was a very good singer. Okay. Well, something so, changed. So <laughs> people who think you're not a great singer, Billy Joel's with you. Yeah, I think he would say get over it and just do it.
1: Sure. sure. <laughs> I would say that too. I mean, there's so many people that don't sing. Like, you know, you could, you, could, you could play this song like this. Put the melody in the right hand. But to me, that's no fun. You know, that's kind of elevator music, just to play the melody in the right hand. I I like uh, singing, you know? Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there that can sing, but just don't. Yeah. Um. You know, so go for it. Whoever you are, I think you just should just go for it.
0: So we hope that throughout this series, if you're, again, not a Billy Joel fan, that you would become one because his talent is unmatched. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I really believe that. Now, do I like other music? Of course. But (laughs) I think what he he actually accomplishes with each and every song, like you said, composer, lyricist, so he's not just putting together a nice song, even, anyway, Mm -hmm. he's awesome. (laughs) Oh, agreed. uh, But we would hope to invite you into the story, too, like... Guys, if you, you can play this song. You can play it. Mm-hmm. Sean can help you yeah. do it.
1: Can you do this? You know, you can play it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and so you can find on webpianoteacher.com. Sean has what? We've just counted it up.
1: Uh, there's like, to date, 36 Billy Joel songs on there. And they're all the, the favorite ones that everyone would want to play.
0: Because he has 36 yeah. plus hit songs. My goal <laughs> is to
1: do a lot more of his his hits, but that's that's quite a few already but uh yeah just you know pick out some piano man is is probably the easiest one to play barring the little intro and the solo part all the rest of it you know your basic the fun could, part i could would... show someone who's never played and just show them how to play piano man pretty quick In a i couple mean i'm minutes.
0: thinking as we go through this what's uh she's always a woman to me yeah that's probably one someone could
1: oh uh for beginner maybe not beginner yeah, my intermediate. I'm thinking of the beginning. Yeah, yeah. very the beginning. Very beginning, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Vienna. Oh, yeah, Vienna. One. Yeah, is one I've been a beginner could do.
0: So, guys, we want to, like, invite you into the story of this music and help you figure out a, maybe a new way to engage with the songs. Um, And just like with the Fleetwood Mac series, listen to it with headphones because you're going to hear every little nuanced thing that Billy Joel wants you to hear, Mm -hmm. the little extra guitar part and what he's doing in the baseline of the song. So track with us as we go through each and every one of these on the album and just to celebrate uh, Billy Joel's talent. Mm -hmm. I hate to sound like I'm putting him on some (laughs) amazing pedestal because he'd be like, I'm just a dude. He's
1: great, and I so much appreciate all of his music. I can't imagine not having it. You know, it's, it's my favorite songs to sing. It really, if I had to pick one artist that was my favorite to sing and play, you know. And of course, he kind of matches my <laughs> voice. It's easy for me to try to sound like him. So that that helps a lot for me. But I just have a lot of fun with them.
0: They're no, all no great. No doubt, yeah. They're all great.
1: <laughs> all right, stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. And we'll have- if you guys like this episode, you can give us a, you can like it, leave a comment. We would greatly appreciate that if you're listening on other platforms. We'll answer. Yeah. Yeah. um, Review, leave a review, rate the podcast, and just let us know you're out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, like, SOS, is anyone listening? (laughs) Ah, all right. (laughs) Anyway, guys, have a great rest of your day. See you later.